last time on Join the Party. We wrap up the Join the Channel arc with some new clarity. Milo has a heart-to-heart with Dr. Morrow about her relationship with his dad, on and off, her relationship to the ghost in the museum, incredibly sorry, and her relationship to scientific experiments. Casual, but done on mountain lobsters that may or may not have made them incredibly large. Aggie met up with Danny in New York City, understanding a little bit more how Danny's painting powers work and if he knew that the mob was trafficking his work and how easy it is to make him cry. And Val declared themselves the protector of Little Italy as Julia took a level of flame sorcerer on her character sheet. New arc, new me, same podcast. Let's get the party started. We have three different panels of the outside of your three different homes as you three are waking up for the day here on May 1st. This is the end of spring. So we have the outside of Val's Little Italy apartment. We have the outside of Aggie's historic Lake Tin bungalow. And we have the outside of the Company Tin apartment that Milo lives in. So it's like Val's on top and then Aggie and then Milo. And then first we're going to zoom in on Milo. So Milo, before you started with this like Devo 80s. Was that good, Eric? That was good. I mean, was that personally for you? Did Milo (laughs) want to burst in before I gave him exposition? (laughs) Yeah. Milo's like, oh no, I want to take this take early. This one's for me. It's his new late spring attitude. He just rushes in. (laughs) (laughs) Right. So before we started with this like 80s Devo sort of song, if I remember correctly, Milo, has your beginning song changed at all? Yeah. It's like if our fictional Devo released, not their sophomore album, but like their third album. And it's very um, sort of like Cure-esque where it's like slower and more like ambient but also like has that still like 80s vibe to it you know it's like a different person is playing the synthesizer yeah like the synthesizer is still there but it's a totally different person i love that that's great so yeah i think that we have this 80s cure like as we zoom in milo it's nine o'clock has milo missed his alarm once again uh what day is it uh this is friday so oh because it's may 1st thank you this is such a good question uh because it's I, I practiced so hard. I wrote it down in my notes and everything. It's great. So it is Friday, but it is May 1st. And this is May Day and also International Workers' Day. In certain places, they celebrate the coming of spring. In other places, it's a time for workers to demonstrate. So in Lake Town City and in the government of Lake Town City, people do have the day off. So Milo, you do have the day off oh, from yeah. uh, Mama Fufuka. Nice. But, you know, like the world doesn't, like the stock market still... It's not a bank holiday. Like the stocks are still going up, up, up. Uh, it's a roller coaster that only goes up. Ooh. Then yeah, I think because Milo has the day off, I think that he is still sleeping. Wonderful, Milo. Make a Constitution roll for me. Nineteen plus two for twenty-one. Nice. Oh, so you're nice. Sleeping. sleeping hard. Do you want to sleep soundly or do you want to be not like deep in the rim? I want to sleep so good, Eric. Just like so good, you know. 
Nice. Your REM is going so well. Your eyes are rapidly moving behind your eyelids <laughs> and you don't hear anything outside. Like you're getting used to city life um, and like living in this apartment. So you can sleep through anything. As they say in the Heights, with the elevated train goes by your window every day, but I don't care. No mo. And then she does a lot of work with her hands. And that's when you get woken up by Tuna landing um, directly on your face. Uh, ow, oh, ah, tuna. <laughs> mm, you didn't wake up from all the things that were happening on the outside, so I felt like I had to do it. Meow. And then Tuna hops off. What is happening outside? Is it just a bird again? Mm, I mean, I thought it was bird. And that's when you hear people outside going... And you look outside, and there is a there are a bunch of people walking by uh, your apartment. Um, there seems to be some sort of demonstration happening outside. Uh, you see that people are wearing like Thornhill coffee aprons. Some other people are holding Thornhill coffee cups that they've painted and designed. People are holding up signs, and uh, you also hear. Meow. Do I hear meow, or is that just because I, Tuna is telling me this? Tuna said meow while they said now, so you heard <laughs> meow. Up. So yeah, the people are walking outside, but you've—I you don't know how long this has been happening. Uh, you're just hearing the chants outside. Uh, I go over to the window and stick my head out and look down, and I say, "Yeah, support." Yeah. <laughs> I think other people in your building are leaning outside and begging pots. Someone like who's two floors above you, like looks down and is like, "Oh." Milo, cool. <laughs> and then because Milo is stuck in a capitalist society that he has very little introspection about, he goes into his kitchen and opens a bag of Thornhill coffee and makes a cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah, 100%. And he checks his slack, for sure. When you go to open up your coffee, do you have like one of those little scooper? Of course. Yeah. And you just can't find it. Usually you, you have it in your drawer or you ha- or it's in the coffee or you put it somewhere. You just can't find it. Tuna. Mm, what? Where's the scoop? Yeah, I'll never tell. (laughs) (laughs) What is a harmless cantrip I could cast on tuna? (laughs) (laughs) This may be a little bit overkill, uh, but I'm going to go ahead and cast Gesh on tuna. (laughs) That is like a fifth level spell. What are you Uh doing? Which means I place a magical command on a creature I see within range, forcing it to carry out some service or action, which I'm going to go make Tuna get my scoop back. (laughs) Yeah. And (laughs) for like a month, right? It's like 30 days. Well, Julia, sure hope we don't need any fifth level spell slots today. (laughs) Yeah. 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 That's great. Uh, Brandon, roll. uh, Why don't you roll your spirit surge while I figure out or what kind of save do I have to do? I got a six, so no dice there. Great. And you must succeed on wisdom saving throw against 17. Yeah, give me the tuna stats. Tuna is, for wisdom, is plus one. Well, tuna is a, is a very wise ghost, so I'm going to give... I disagree. <laughs> I'm going to give I'm gonna give a plus three because they lived multiple lives. <laughs> All right, I rolled, I rolled a natural two. Okay. <laughs> So yeah, you use your fifth level spell on your cat. <laughs> and like Tuna Stay is bolt straight and looks at you and says, The coffee scoop is on top of the fridge. 
Can you get it for me, Tuna, please? Yeah, for 30, anything related to the coffee scoop, Tuna will do for you. Yeah, so Tuna, like, very rigidly jumps up on top of the fridge and drops it in your lap and then sits there and is like, I will only do coffee scoop-related things. Thank you, Tuna. And with a swish of my hand, I end the spell early by using an action to dismiss it. <laughs> Adorable. Mm, well, good thing you're never going to find your keys. And then Tuna runs away. <laughs> Eric, have you considered going on tour as just Tuna? I think you should spin this off. <laughs> All right, we're going to go. No, we're going to cut away. <laughs> we're going to cut away. We'll deal with you finding your keys later, but you also don't know where your keys are. That is canonical. Uh, all right, we're going to go with Aggie. So, yeah. Aggie, um, this is also 9 o'clock. What are you doing? I think I've completed my morning rounds. I'm just checking that everything is intact at the museum and just one quick circuit around the lake. And so I've returned home to have coffee. I got my newspaper at the newsstand as usual. Uh, had some had some top bants with uh, my friend over well, there with at the Mickey, newsstand. Yeah. yeah. And um, I think I'm at home listening to some music, uh, having my breakfast, petting sushi, and just reading the, the local paper. Nice. So before your song was like a... Credence, Clearwater Revival, Crosby, Stills, Nash sort of classic rock song. Has yours changed at all? It sure has, Eric, because I found out that uh, my sister Quinn's friend Taylor does music, and it's really good. So, <laughs> <laughs> Aggie's been making her way song by song uh, from Red forward, and she's currently on Folklore. And it's like, wow, Taylor's really good at music. I should tell Taylor. Yeah. Does she know? She's so talented. And then... A stock version of Red Place behind Aggie. <laughs> it's wonderful. That's Aggie so funny. has definitely been texting Taylor reactions as she goes through, like a mom would of like watching your YouTube videos or listening to your podcast. And they are almost all supportive. Kind of like, you know, I, I really like pop direction. It's just, it's just, you're just doing great. You're just doing great. This bony Vera fella sounds like a heartbreaker. <laughs> <laughs> Folklore is a little sad, but given the context, I get it. <laughs> so you're jamming out to folklore, you're petting sushi, and you get a phone call from an unlisted number. All right, pick up. There's a lot of wind in the background, and like there's some clanging of like plates and stuff, but you hear a voice that is unmistakable to you uh, because you heard it your entire life. Margaret! Margaret, can you hear me? It's your mom! Yes, Mom. Are you on a mountain again? Yeah, how'd you know? I just remembered from the last time. Oh, okay, that's fair. Uh, how are you? It's been so long. This is the first time your dad and I got in, got service in a long time. You got to be on the top of a mountain to get service here. Did you know that, honey? Uh, no, it makes sense with satellites, though. Um, nothing nothing changing, uh, you know, for me. Saw, saw Danny, saw Quinn recently. They're doing great. Oh, how's Danny and Quinn? I haven't talked to them. Uh, they're good, you know, the same. Oh, okay. <laughs> Does Quinn sit, has Quinn have friends? I haven't heard, but I know she didn't have any friends before. Uh, we've, we've talked about this, Mom. I don't want to report on my siblings to you, so, you know, you should you should reach out to them. I bet they'd love to hear from you. Oh, I only have I mean, this isn't even my phone. It's someone who works at the, on top of the mountain. Well, if you want, I can tell everybody you said hi. Do don't you, call me. Just don't call me here. How is your email working? What? Email? Which one? Hotmail? Yeah. Oh, no, Hotmail. I, I heard Hotmail's bad. You should have told me. Do you have a new email address? No, message me on Facebook. That's I get those all the time. Okay. Do you want to play words with friends? No, Mom. Thank you, though. How's <laughs> oh, Dad? How's I'm really Dad? good at it. I play with it with Ryan all the time, so I thought that you would if you wanted to play. That's hi, fine. Hi, Dad. Oh, how's it going? Did you talk to your mother? <laughs> I'm, going for a, I'm going for a bike ride. I can't stay. 
Oh, you guys, so, so classic. Oh, Margaret, uh, listen, I was thinking of moving back to Lake Town City. Um, are there any, you know, I heard the, the, the Ropers are thinking of uh, moving down to Boca. I was going to take their house. Would you like that? I was thinking of doing it. This is a very big conversation for us to be having while you're on a mountain, Mom. Uh, so I, sorry, I thought you would be happy for me. I mean, you don't want your parents living with you? I know we've been gone for so long, but you don't want that? I just, I guess I'm, I guess I worry that you wouldn't have the, you know, the personal growth and adventures that you and dad were on if you were, if you were back here and like my direct neighbor, you know? I mean, we can have both, but if you don't want us to do it, we won't do it. Listen, I was like, we were asking you, and then if you could ask the rest of your siblings, that would be great. Just tell them what, tell us what they said, because I, ah, the, no, is this running out of battery? I can't, what is it? Margaret, are you still there? Yes, yeah, I'm here. Listen, Mom, it's not my choice if you buy a house. I'm just saying it might make things a little bit different. And okay, we're probably going to do it, but we might not. We have to see how the money's doing. Okay, talk to all of your siblings. Okay, bye. Click. <laughs> I think I had a little bit of a panic attack listening to that conversation. Yeah. Don't worry, I asked Amanda if I could yeah, do this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Aggie is uh, frozen there in the same position with the phone like six inches away from her ear for a good like 10, 11 seconds and then says, bye. All right, so we're going to go over to the panel with Val. Val, we had just like some loud guitars for you before. Do you feel like changing that at all a little bit? Throwing some Tarantella on it on top, maybe? No, I feel like the vibe <laughs> is more like Paramore now. Sure. Uh, like Ain't It Fun and Still Into You, I feel like, is the, mm. the general vibe that I'm going for. And then a stock version of Still Into yes. You. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> And is this Val's new thing that before you beat someone up, you give them a business card and it says, hi, I'm Volcani, I'm in the misery business. And then you fucking punch them in the gut. No, no, they don't get that luxury. Uh, they, don't, they don't get to know what's coming. And listen, a bunch of people thought that was funny. So I just want everyone to No, it was a good one. The listeners all thought that was funny. If you thought that was funny, text 555. <laughs> and vote one for funny. Vote two for Clay Aiken. <laughs> Oof. This is nine o'clock. Hatomi has slept over. And uh, what, what are you two doing? Well, it's Friday, which means that it's dog walking day. And dogs got to get walked even if it is National Workers Day. That's totally fair. So I think Val is kind of like rolled out of their bed. Give Hatomi like a little kiss on the forehead before they go to like get dressed and stuff like that. Cute. I imagine Hitomi is like a late sleeper for some reason. For sure. So I think Val just like leaves a little note like, gotta go walk the dogs. I'll be back later. Totally fair. I think that you're almost at the door. In my head, you have a key rack that's like $250 from William Sonoma that your dad sent you. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that has like your keys and leashes and your gauntlets on them or something <laughs> like that. Well, that would imply that Hitomi knows that Val is But gaudy. like you, you tell Hitomi like, no, those are driving gloves. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Maybe a little like entryway bench that the seat folds up and that's where the Volcani stuff is. Ah, okay, I yeah. like that. $1,200 from CB2. Yeah, uh -huh. Absolutely. Or it's got like a mailbox on it that Val never puts mail in and just puts the, the gauntlets in instead. That's great. Yeah, I think you're about to uh, leave and you see that uh, as you turn around to say like bye to Hitomi's usually sleeping form, uh, Hitomi's is sitting up and has like 
Hitomi to me has like incredible bedhead because she. <laughs> I feel like she has a lot of hair, but she tosses in the night and it's like really, really rumpled. So it's it's like mounds when she wakes up. And Hitomi has very long legs, but her short torso. So when she's sitting, she looks much smaller than she is with her like six foot bird bones, as you know her. Uh, so she looks up and it's like, mm, "Hey Val, do you have a second? Uh, yeah, totally. Uh, the the dogs don't have much of a schedule. They're dogs. That's- they don't have a concept <laughs> of time. Oh, um, yeah, no, for sure. Um, hey, I like I like sleep over here like two or three times a week. Um, <laughs> do you think? Well, do you think it would just be easier if <laughs> I moved in? Uh. Yes, it would be easier if you moved in. I mean, I, oh, I mean, like, listen, I, oh, I shouldn't have asked you right in the beginning and you said, uh, so like, if you need to think about it or something, like, I just don't want, like, we don't, I don't know. If you, I'm just saying this is a very small apartment and you are very tall and have beautiful bird bones. Maybe we can look for a place that'll be both of ours instead of just moving into my studio apartment that is full of stuff. No, I mean like no, it's fine. I mean if you don't want to do it, it's not a it's not that big of a deal. No, I'm I mean suggesting we don't have an to. alternative to the thing that we are discussing. No, I mean listen, it's ugh fuck, I shouldn't have asked you. It I, is listen, an extremely no, never mind. cute thing that you asked me the first thing in the morning. No, I shouldn't have asked you. I no, you said uh and you're probably hiding it and I shouldn't have asked you and you know what, just forget about it. I, I just forget I about it. There's not enough space you? in here for my shoes. So I don't this was dumb. I shouldn't we're not no, we're not. No. Never mind. Um I, I need a hold, I need Okay, hold hold on. Okay. Let's let's have a discussion about this because I am a reasonable human being and uh, this is not the weirdest thing anyone has ever asked me before. <laughs> like I said, this is a small place. If you want to entertain the idea of moving in together, I am all for that. But we probably shouldn't move into here, which is above a place I got fired from and also is like 400 square feet. <laughs> uh... Okay. Julia, make a persuasion roll. Cool. Here's the thing about your wonderful girlfriend, Hotomi. She is incredibly nervous about this and put it in her own head that regardless of what she would have said, she has kind of set herself up for this. So I'll say that the DC is quite high. Okay. I'm probably not going to get it. It's fine. It's a dirty 20. Which yeah. is pretty good. No, I think that that's that's the thing. Yeah, I think that what you're saying is reasonable and nice, but I think that right now, listen, Val doesn't lose forty hit points on this. <laughs> this that's fine. <laughs> Val is emotionally devastated, though. Yeah, she's just like, you know what? I know I shouldn't. Know. Let me think of some stuff first, and maybe I can look up some stuff on. Street- you're right. I guess I'll look up some stuff on Street Easy and uh, or or whatever. And yeah, we shouldn't live here though. That was that was. We'll talk about it later yeah. you know you're you also just woke up from sleep so maybe you know mm. we didn't we didn't all think things through right away but uh, uh right I, I like it i like the idea of it okay cool go i know maybe the dogs do have a sense of time and you have to go and i'm making you late for that so okay. maybe they have uh, watches like the fancy ones you know what? I think Blitzy and Glitzy actually do have watches. I they think that watches, Mitzi yeah. actually bought them smartwatches so that, that she could like track where they were going. Oh, track. Do, does the steps count twice as much because they have more legs? <laughs> That's a great question. I'm going to think about that. All right. Bye. And then she Bye. falls back asleep. Okay. I love you. All right. And nervous, Bye. exhausted. 
narcolepsy. Yeah. <laughs> she's so tired. She, like, you close the door, and then she's immediately just like, whoop, asleep. Adorable. Wonderful. That was all of your mornings, but I would love to set up what the three of you do for the rest of the day, because Dr. Morrow asked you all for a favor yesterday. Dr. Morrow got you all in the conference room again, and she says, the wonderful thing about having a superhero team in which you are so love wonderfully uh, involved with is that uh, they can help you with things that are more complicated uh, with a superpower capacity. And I just want to tell you all more things because I feel like giving you all more information would help figure out, yeah, it's getting a little weird. Like, remember that time? I don't know if you all remember, but remember that time uh, Val got attacked by a bunch of drones? That was wild. That was not fun personally for me. No, I would say I would say not. I thought he was a cameraman, and then he started weirdly threatening me, and then he ended up being Gutenberg. Fucking weird. In the immortal worlds of uh, Val Vesuvio, fucking weird indeed. <laughs> fucking weird. Uh, so I would love I. You know, this is like half Charlie's Angels and half, oh, I need you to do me a favor in in a sitcom here. Um, can you uh, you all help me out with something? I would really appreciate it. As long as it doesn't involve math, I'm, I'm your man. Don't you work at a science museum? Don't you have to do math? I don't work at a math museum. <laughs> <laughs> math isn't a part of science? It is, but I don't do the science. I talk about the science. Okay. <laughs> Okay, so here's what happens. Dr. Morrow saw that a private collector uh, has gotten their hands on some old Morrow tech from over the years. And they decided to put it out as some sort of art exhibit. They rented, like, a, a warehouse in Companyton. And, like, they're going to put it out, like, as an art exhibit. And Dr. Morrow's like... I told them so many times that these things could be dangerous, but they're like, no, it's art. It's for the people, man. And listen, I don't know if that's what they actually sounded like, but to me, that's what they sounded like. Uh, and I can't stop it because it's a private, it's a private thing. So I, I would just really love it if, if the three of you could look at, see what's going on there, look into it. I feel like there's dangerous things there. And also maybe somebody might, somebody might want it. Someone might try to steal those things because they're, they're mine and I don't know how they got their hands on it. So yeah, I would love it if, if you went out there in uniform and would, uh, would check it out for me. That would be, it would be incredibly helpful. Hey, Aggie, you probably know better than me, but, like, wouldn't they, if it's, like, an art exhibit, don't they need, like, a permit or something to open that? I can definitely check, but I, I do know that in the sort of, like, revitalization art district, they are a little bit more lax about, you know, it can just be zoned as, like, a multifunction space, and then they don't serve alcohol, they can kind of do whatever, but I can definitely check. Also, I mean, do you want me to call Emily? Should someone else call Emily? Because this is definitely smelling like an Emily project. Why we gotta call Emily? Can we can we check it out first, and then if it smells like Emily, so to speak, we can do a yeah. little quick sniff check, see if it's an Emily Slaughter original, and then we go. It was more the it was more the collecting stuff and warehouse just really reminded me, you know. You know what? That makes sense. I forgot that she likes collecting things. She's a weird eBay person like Milo over here. Hey, what? What? What is your deal today, Val? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna se sell your your insults on on eBay and make nothing because they're bad. Got them. Okay. <laughs> got you. You totally got me there, bud. 
That was what we're even now. <laughs> January hops by holding a <laughs> cup of coffee and says, you should buy now a better joke. And then hops away. <laughs> <laughs> Dr. Morrow says, I, uh, I, d- I don't want to keep you from looking into anything, of course, but I do know who is putting it on. Uh, his name is Byron Zorn. Uh, one of the cool name. Uh, uh, new art uh, various. Re- I don't know how these people get their m- the internet. I don't know. <laughs> well, like, people say this, and I say how, and they say ah the internet, and then I say but how the, the internet is more of a series of wires and, and a state, and they say oh you know, and they walk away, and I hate that. <laughs> so uh, Byron Zorn, yeah, he's like a someone who just gets randomly rich on the internet in that way. In my head, he's casted as, do you, any of you know who Cam Newton is, NFL quarterback? No. He's very talented, big dude, like six foot. But the thing is that he has like a really strong fashion sense and he wears wild shit, like out and about and also during his NFL like pressers. There's this one image that I have. He's wearing like a matching floral print shirt and shorts and a hat and glasses at Coachella from a few years ago and NFL Twitter roasted him because you, you know a bunch of NFL bros on Twitter is going to roast someone who has decent fashion sense he, he is really wild it's really wild that's like the kind of person he is he's uh, a black man with uh, like a number one shaved head but like has very big statement hats glasses and wears incredible prints Wow, I love this outfit. The photo Dr. Morrow shows you is that with like statement glasses and like one of those like big black hats with the big wide rim that you might see walking around all over LA. And she says, so this is like to passage of time, technology, art, something, something. I don't know. Uh, it, can you just check it out? It opens at noon. It goes till 10. I, I don't know. I think something. I Having this just out as an art exhibit is asking for trouble. And I would love it if you all just went over there. Do you think, like, uh, it's my day off, I mean, do you think it'd be useful to, like, apply as a docent and get on the inside, or do you think it's probably mm. better to 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 wear my uniform? No, I think if it's already a private event, it's probably already set up. I tried to collaborate, I tried to be a part of this, and I think it's going forward as it is, and it's happening tomorrow. So whatever it is they're putting together, um, this is more like a... Look at, ooh, science over time. It's also art. Future. No, it sounds like a cool exhibit. I'm just a little bit worried about, you know, containing anything that might be um, still dangerous. Is there any kind of, like, containment device or uh, scanner that we should be using to, to suss out how dangerous or active any of them could be? Milo points to his brain. <laughs> Milo, you are on fire today. <laughs> Dr. Morrow doesn't know what it is. This is a private thing. She can't do anything about it. So she just wants you all to check it out. Dr. Morrow is saying this is a favor to me. Just do, I don't know. I, I don't know. really know what to do. Like, you don't have to shut it down. Just like. Check it out. Check it out. Yeah. How did these pieces get on the market? Dr. Morrow says, <sighs> you know, sometimes when people get fired, they walk out with it. Sometimes I they're sold. They were sold in 1985, and I don't know where they go. I've made some things. It's uh, it happens around. If you go on YouTube, there's a clip from Antiques Roadshow where like you think it's like a bunch of mason jars, but it actually is holding a bunch of like deadly liquid inside. <laughs> She's <laughs> like, oh no, those were mine. <laughs> That's it. all right. I, I'm not gonna judge your actions of the past, Doctor. Dr. Morrow, this is why you need to donate all your artifacts to the museum. And I started that, but it was 1986, and I wanted 
and I wanted to go on the set of Miami Vice. <laughs> Should have hired Des as a toddler is what I'm getting out of this. Des walks by holding a cup of coffee and says, yeah, I was an awesome toddler and walks away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, I'm down. You guys want to go and, and see some art? Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm I'm down. I kind of want to see it. Okay, wonderful. So yeah, we're back into the actual debate. We're back on May 1st. It's late morning now. So I'm going to open this up to you. Whatever time you want to go over there, just let me know. And then we can figure out like the vague times and, and all this stuff, depending on your choices. So it's open from 12 to 10, you said? Yes, it opens at 12 to the public. My instinct is like, let's go at night. But I don't want it to be like, yeah, at one o'clock, someone turns on the doomsday device and we didn't get there in time, you know? <laughs> What if we go over there during like load in? Yeah, I think we should go there like an hour early and people cool. will be setting up and then we can be like, oh, hey, like we didn't want to like cause a disturbance during the actual event. But like we'd love to just like take a look. Is that chill? Yeah. Like pull the VIP card, you mean? Yeah, 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 yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. That sounds good. Hey, it's Amanda. I recently switched out all of my sweaters and fleecy leggings for my shorts and sundresses and tank tops. And I realized that there is something very sweet about kind of putting those unseasonal clothes away for the summer or winter, whichever it might be. I'm like, goodbye, sweet friend. You are laundered. You are folded. I'm putting you in this little case and uh, nothing's going to get to you. And when the weather turns cold again, you will be there with open arms waiting to keep me warm. Welcome to the midroll. You forgot you had that button up. Oh, it's so good. First and foremost, thank you and welcome to the beautiful people who joined our Patreon last week. Brooke and Dustin, welcome. And thanks to Alec, who upped their pledge. We are so grateful to the three of you and everyone who makes it a priority each month to support creators, particularly when that creator is us, but not exclusively. We couldn't keep making the show without your support. So thank you very much. And I hope you've been enjoying the NPC playlists that Eric has been publishing just for last week. They're all incredibly good. People are using spoiler tags in the Discord to talk about the uh, the different tracks and it is just the most delightful thing so if you want to check out those as well as all of the bonus content we've been publishing for the last year plus of campaign two and the four years that we've had of this show in total all the campaign one bonus stuff as well is waiting for you at patreon.com slash join the party pod pledge as little as five bucks at patreon.com slash join the party pod We are sponsored this week by Inked Gaming. Welcome back, Inked Gaming. They are a company built by gamers for gamers, and they've been at the top of their game in supplying customers with world-class products since they first launched back in 2011. From playmats to dice bags to sleeves to dice, they are your one-stop shop for quality gaming gear. They believe every gamer is an individual, and it's their mission to help you customize the way you play, easy and affordably. All artists and creators featured on Inked Gaming receive a commission from products sold with their work, which I think is rad. And as part of their sponsorship of this episode, Team Inked has given us a special 10% off discount that we're passing along to you. Go to inkedgaming.com slash join the party, pick out some items, and when you're ready to check out, use the code join the party to receive 10% off your order. That's inkedgaming.com slash join the party, and the promo code join the party gets you 10% off your order. We are also sponsored by Skillshare. There is nothing better than doing something to improve yourself, to engage your mind, just to relax and watch someone paint really delightful watercolors, or to have a hobby that's just for you and not for work and not for anybody else. 
Skillshare is where I go to take classes that check all of the above boxes. You can learn about illustration, design, photography, productivity, and fun, relaxing hobbies that you can try out. One of the courses I took recently is by one of my favorite writers, Hanif Abdurraqib, who has a class on writing for expression, how to make your words more artful and lyrical, which is a new and really wonderful take on the creative writing class. All of the courses are short. The videos are short, so you can really fit them into your busy day. And Skillshare is just the best. So listen, go try the free trial of premium membership that they are offering for Join the Party listeners. Go to Skillshare.com slash Join the Party to get two weeks of premium membership for free. That's two weeks free at Skillshare.com slash Join the Party. And finally, this podcast is sponsored by BetterHelp, a secure online counseling service. They connect you with licensed counselors through their secure app, letting you message with your therapist and schedule live phone or video sessions. I've talked to the help team. Um, Unfortunately, bone scrying is not on their list of therapist specialties that they offer, but there are lots and lots of other options there. So no matter where you live in the world, you can find a therapist that's a good match for you. And if like visiting, you know, your favorite old bone witch in a hut and you get there and you're like, this vibe is not for me. If you just get a feeling that the vibe is not for you or you want to switch counselors for any reason, that is easy and free, which is definitely not the case in traditional offline counseling or in seeking help from ladies in the woods. So go try BetterHelp at betterhelp.com slash join the party and get 10% off your first month of counseling. That's betterhelp.com slash join the party for 10% off your first month. That code does not work anywhere else in the woods, bones, blood, uh, various other kinds of scrying, looking at the moon, whatever you want to do, you can definitely, I promise you, use that code at betterhelp.com slash join the party for 10% off your first month. And now let's get back to the show. So yeah, you want to head over there like you three will meet there at 11. I think. Yeah. Cool. I think that works. The caterers are setting up. You know? <laughs> yeah, right. Oh my God. Mini sliders. Milo, no. Stay on time. <laughs> they're still frozen. They're still frozen. <laughs> I think this is even imagined. I didn't even say there were caterers. <laughs> this is what could happen if there were caterers. So yeah, you go over there and you see that there's a catering truck. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah. Fuck yeah. Uh, yeah, they're unloading a bunch of like really small like uh, frisé salads and like really high-end pigs in blanket. They like got gold leaf on them. It's like handmade sausages in flaky pastry. They call it like puff pastry and aioli instead of bun and ketchup. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So you're at a warehouse in Companyton. Milo, this is actually only a few blocks away from your apartment. Oh, dope. (laughs) You can sleep in. Yeah. Uh, You can spend a full hour and a half looking for your keys. (laughs) And Tuna does not tell you where they are. It is, like, incredibly bare inside. Have you ever been into, like, one of those gallery spaces when there isn't anything in there and it's just, like, white and that's Mm -hmm. it? Mm -hmm. It's kind of like that. Someone's taken a warehouse. Maybe it used to, like, can pickles or something and then just, like, ripped out all the stuff and painted everything white with white surfaces. But now there's, like, a few different stools everywhere and little presenting things as you peek in through the the glass doors uh you see that there's some like random objects just assembled in there you also see that there is a small group of like five people being led around by a very tall black man with a statement hat on the the brim is wider than you think that it should be and that is byron zorn uh leading around a as you take a look like you can tell they're influencers from a long way away (laughs) 
And there is someone standing uh, out front, kind of like in a reception area, who is also like six foot eight and like 120 pounds, maybe. Uh, white man t- with his hair tied up in a, in a messy top bun and also with statement glasses. Fill in in your mind what kind of statement classes they are. <laughs> Did we talk in advance about who wants to do the talking? My charisma stuff is very high. Mine is not. Yeah, I have like five persuasion. My deception and my intimidation are plus seven. Do we want to lead with deceiving and intimidating is my question. <laughs> no, I think we want to just charm, right? Yeah. I can try that and then we can back it up with a good old Volcani squeeze, as we call it. Sure. I have really good insight too. So. Oh, cool. All right, Milo. Why, why don't you Why don't you assess it? Kind of see what the vibe seems like. Yeah. yeah. As we're walking up, Eric, can I roll a perception check to see if anything seems criminal? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Gonna roll a Chad die. While Brandon rolls, what's our social media been looking like since Carmen took over? Uh, it's been doing well. I would say that she did need to start from scratch. And the reason why you hired Carmen was like, there was nothing. This is only like a few weeks forward. So I would say that you're doing like 5,000 to 10,000 followers on the Lake Town City, uh, the LT3 Insta. Not enough to be influencers, though. Yeah, like you're still definitely micro influencers in, in this way. But like people know you and tweet at you and stuff. But good question, Julia. I rolled a 12 plus 9 for 21. Wonderful. So you're just looking for weird stuff, for like bad stuff? Yeah, I said criminal, but like just anything that like might seem odd for a load-in event. Like, are they loading in something that seems oddly shaped or overly large or overly tiny? Maybe there's Mm. a tiny box on very large wheels. Makes no sense. (laughs) (laughs) Ooh, that real like mass differential really leads us to some heavy metals there. For Mm -hmm. sure. Mm -hmm. I will give you two things. One is you see that the people walking around inside all have yellow wristbands. And you also see that the things that are on the pedestals seem like regular objects. Like you look inside and you're like, why is there just a guitar in there? Like it's an electric guitar that's like red and white. Like what is that doing there? (laughs) And you look around and you see like there are other household objects, quote unquote. There are like regular objects in there. Nothing that looks like a, a weapon uh, except for a, an oversized, like, pirate cannon. Well, that's not a weapon. That's just a statement piece. <laughs> that's the only thing that looks like a weapon, but there's just, like, a lot of just, like, random stuff in there. Okay. And I think that's what I'll give you with the 21. Maybe they're talking about, like, Dr. Morrow's influence on things we use every day? Hmm. I don't know. Looks like we need one of those wristbands, though. Yeah, exactly. I think we need to grit some wristbands if you want to work some magic, you know. Yeah, no, I can, um, I can just... Uh, do what people do to me, which is assume I'm there to serve them uh, to the the receptionist. <laughs> was that Amanda saying that, or was that no, the that, preserver? Yeah, yeah, that was <laughs> Fine line sometimes. Uh, yeah, so uh, I think Aggie will uh, will walk in and you know give a little cheerful wave to the uh, reception dude and say, um, "Oh hey, I um, someone reached out to our publicist about coming in. I, my name's Preserver. I'm one of the Lake Town City Three, the LT Three, mm. um, and Hello. we are not to be like, hey, we're famous or whatever, but like, uh, you guys invited us to a, a sort of pre-tour showing, and I, I can't um, fit a cell phone on my costume, as you can see, in this form. So I don't have like the confirmation or anything. But um, we'd love to just, you know, take a little tour and, and get out of here before we, you know, cause any issues or like distract from the the opening." 
Mmm, no. Ooh, wonderful. Wow, not not having your phone on you. That must be so freeing. It, you and, know, it's a real it's a real exercise in like mindfulness and and presence. Now, being a superhero, don't people need to contact you? Doesn't that seem like a professional hazard? Yeah, we have like a like a closed circuit kind of communication situation. Oh, like a like a like a Batman thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then our uh, our our person um, on the ground can let us know if there's any relevant updates. But doesn't that only work if it's dark out because it's light? Uh, no, it's it's not a. But it's what not if a it's cloudy? Signal. But what if it's windy? It is radio waves, which works in any weather. That's so confusing. I'm so sorry. I'm going to need the name of your... Uh, I'm going to need that confirmation email. We send it only to our VIPs. Uh, we could talk about Batman all day. <laughs> Can I see where the wristbands are held? Uh, yeah, make an investigation check. I'm not good at those. Uh, I got a 16 minus 1 for a 15. So for a 15, good news, yes, you can. Bad news, they're like underneath him like inside of the desk you mm. know what i'm saying mm. so if you were saying like what a dc for a sleight of hand would be to get those quite high i would say quite high <laughs> quite hot oh, so I'm gonna, like, shuffle slightly in front of val yeah. and be like uh listen you're completely right i should have brought a printout i could have fit that like in my in my like side pocket you're completely right um but we... oh but do you have a publicist i can just message them or i can call them uh yes it, it was carmen de la paz and you can just tell her the, the LT3. Okay, well, I'll take care of that. Um, I've Really, you should give, for, as a cell phone, both as a superhero and as someone on the internet, you should have a phone. Yeah, no, you've really given me something to think about. Um, but it, <laughs> Milo laughs out loud. <laughs> as, you, as you reach out to her, do you mind if we just, we just join the tour um, so we don't, we don't miss the circuit? Or, or No, unfortunately, you need to make sure that I need to be able to give you one of these wristbands to let you in. I'm sorry. Okay, do you like the I'm, No, tab? I'm actually, I'm so sorry. Like, real, I'm so sorry. I'm, I, let me, oh no, I, I phone call. You see that he flips his hair and he has an AirPod in and he's already <laughs> on a phone call with somebody else. Uh, do you have like a, a catalog or literature we can look at? He <laughs> gestures with like one finger, like at, at like some, uh, an art pamphlet. Or yeah. a catalog, yeah. Yeah, catalog. Uh, Falcone and I can like light this place on fire if that's something that would make us would feel that better. Would be good for you? Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think um, I think Carmen. If Carmen can't do this, then we just have to break in because uh, she's better at it than we are. I'd like to try and persuade him before he reaches out to Carmen. But if he does that, then like that's not the end of the no, world. No, you can persuade him. Well, five plus six for an eleven. Yeah, he puts in another AirPod, and now he's fully not listening. <laughs> <to you. laughs> All right. Well, I'd love to check out the art catalog, the exhibition catalog, and see if there's anything on, like, provenance or descriptions of the items in there. Sure. Uh, Volcani or, uh, or Kilanova, do you want to do anything? You want to go charm him? Yeah, I'm going to step forward. And my <laughs> Milo steps forward while the receptionist's back is turned to him, and he goes up and he goes, he waves his hand in front of their head and says, Jedi mind trick. <laughs> and I'm going to cast... Such a fucking nerd. <laughs> I'm a cast charm person on the receptionist. Okay, great. I picture the ghost hand just like gently caressing his cheek. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. Sure. Um, yeah, let's do a spirit surge for this one. Okay. What are we looking for? I am currently at a four. Great. Rolled another six, so I'm up to five. All right. There you Good go. Job. All right, what, what am I rolling? You got to beat my spell save, so it's a 17. Okay. Is that a wisdom save? Yes. It's because insight is part of this, and uh, he went to a court. He did ayahuasca and really got in touch with himself. Oh, he, no. I'm going to give him plus two. One of these. 
Ah, uh, I got a 16. Yeah, uh-huh. you got it. Hell yeah. It. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the ghost hand caresses his face, and he says, Hello, I'm sorry. I Listen, I need to be more mindful of the people in front of me. I shouldn't be, you know, technology is really taking it away, taking the Absolutely. art of conversation away from yep. us. I know you talked to my uh, my colleague over there, and, and couldn't we couldn't figure it out. But um, you know, I, I really wanted to see these artifacts. Uh, I think they, you know, there might be a matter of you know city security in there. I don't know, but like they're really cool. I love them. I want to see them. There's a guitar in there that I might buy. I don't know if it's available for sale, but if mm. we could get a wristband. A buy? Oh, a buy? Oh, you should have led with buyer. That's fine. Here's the thing about art: always has a price. Here you go. It gives you three. Gives you three yellow wristbands. Nice, sweet. Thank you so much. I really, really appreciate it. And if you ever need anything from our office, just give us a shout, and we'll see what's possible. Absolutely. Ah, that sounds wonderful. I like your whole vibe. It's like. Alice Cooper's Spaceman. Thank you. Yeah, that's what I was going for. Wonderful. I have. I did one of those guys in college. Wonderful. <laughs> All right, yeah, and you guys go in with the wristbands. There you go. Fantastic. Which one? Which one? Val's <laughs> going through the door. Which one did you date? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so you are in there. Byron is, is leading this group of influencers around. He's taking photos of everything. You can interact with them or not. There are some caterers who are setting up. But really, there's like a bunch of items that are just kind of set up all over on little uh, pedestals. In my head, it's like, you know, in a Marvel movie, when you see the green screen and there are like items that are also green screened, like there's a box that's like covered in green. In my head, like everything is covered in white, even like there are objects and pedestals that are all white. So the only real color in there are the outfits of the influencers and the items that are uh, that are in the space. Do I recognize any of the influencers? Uh, why don't you make a uh, Arcana is our tech role, so why don't you make an Arcana roll? Nice. Mm, three. I was going to let you add your fame, but... Uh, oh, then five. <laughs> yeah, hey, you think you see uh, your your old high school bully, Shannon Redwine, in the group of influencers. Really? Yeah. Oh, my God. Val, oh. what's up? What's wrong? Oh, that that woman sucks. I don't want to deem calling her a bitch or anything, but she sucks. <laughs> let's uh, let's do a little circuit on our own. I feel like if uh, if the if the curator Byron walks over to us, it's like more like we belong here. Mm. Yeah, I like it. Um, before we go, and Milo's gonna hold his hand out and like like blow on it as if he was blowing glitter into the air, <laughs> and I'm gonna cast detect magic and see if there's anything. That is magical over here. Ooh. For sure. Aggie, without moving her lips, is like, Milo, that was very conspicuous. Yeah, Milo loves glitter. That's canonical now. It's a new love, but he's into it. He just bought a, a, like a starter pack on the Ebays. It gets everywhere. This The glitter is just stuck to everything. It mm-hmm. is biodegradable glitter, though. Of course. Biodegradable. Is Detect Magic a spell? Yes. Uh, let me have it as you distribute glitter all over this white space. <laughs> It's not visible glitter, but, like, it, it's magic from my hand. But anyway, I got a 15, so I'm up to a 6. Oh, buddy. Ooh. Ooh, it's hey. getting real high. I'm not I'm nervous. As we've talked about what magic means, 
if you've bought No Capes, a wonderful uh, deconstruction of, <laughs> high, of high fantasy and applying it to a modern context. Magic really just means like otherworldly power or like extraordinary power or like does something different. Like every single thing in here is quote unquote magical or has can do some shit. It also works on any visible creature. So is anyone else highlighted in the crowd? Like an invisible person? No, like I don't know if maybe the hosts of this exhibit are oh, powered. Understood, understood. Or fucking what? red wine. Uh, no, no one, no one is. Okay. At what level of uh, of wealth does it register as a superpower? <laughs> because Byron should be should be highlighted. Yeah, Byron is Byron is glowing because he's protected by by insurance. Um, yeah, none of the people glow, just the items. Okay. Well, I let my teammates know that there doesn't seem to be anything wildly off about this exhibit so far. Cool. Um, yeah, what would you guys like to do? Now let's check out the the exhibits and stuff. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah, I'd love to make our own like independent circuit of the room. And I think Aggie working in a museum every day and maybe Milo as well. I want to sort of aim for the the most important item. Like sometimes it's at the back of the gallery. Sometimes it's in the center. Sometimes it's like on a feature wall. But do I get the sense that any of these items is like the coup de gras. Sure. Why don't you all make investigation rolls and I will each let you check out one item. 12. Eric, I can't read it. I don't have my glasses. What uh, is that? That's a natural 20. Amanda. Yes. Hey, oh, hey. Um, I rolled and mine like it was on a 19 and then it went <laughs> landed on a 3. So oh. I got a 3 plus 1 for 4. Wonderful. Volcani, you go over to the pirate cannon because oh, it stands yeah. out. Kilanova, you're going to go check out the guitar because it was the first thing you saw. And you're like, what about that thing? Mm-hmm. And uh, we're gonna, we'll are gonna come back to our good friend Preserver. Uh, we'll do that <laughs> last. Yeah, I think that you go over there, Kilanova. Yeah, this guitar to you, it just kind of looks like an electric guitar. Um, there's a little card below it that says, dance until your feet come off with this cool guitar. Dr. Morrow had a real 80s rock face. <laughs> I don't like that placard. That's, no. I don't like that one bit. That's, that's weird. Is it within reach? <laughs> <laughs> you cannot play this. Don't touch it. I just want to touch one of the strings. Uh, yeah, you can touch You can touch one of the strings. Uh, make a sleight of hand uh, roll for my mind. Bad idea. You Bad work idea. at a museum, and you're going to touch the exhibits, you absolute maniac. Hey, Eric, I, I'm not wearing my glasses. What does this say? <laughs> Uh, Nat 20, you know what the funny thing about this is? You play it and it goes thwom and no one yells at you even though you know someone should yell at you. <laughs> but do I start automatically dancing for some reason? Nope. Okay, cool. Can I also offer, Eric, that uh, my playing is so good that one of the catering people on the truck come over and gives me a free slider? I think... <laughs> yeah, sure. They're like, oh man, nice. It gives you a slider. Sure, Dope. there you go. <laughs> That's my only nat 20 I've ever rolled. <laughs> I want a free slider out of it. Yeah, I wish you had used it for a better time, but unfortunately, those were the snakes. All right, uh, Volcani, yeah, you go over to the cannon. Sweet. The title is the Pirated Cannon, and it says, Yo-ho, yo-ho, a pirates, and then in parentheses, stealing IP, in close parentheses, <laughs> life for me. Who wrote these placards? <laughs> these are awful. I could do better than this. Someone hire me to do this. I have a degree <laughs> in communications. 
Do you want to try to interact with it or, whatever, or anything? Sure. I guess I'll like check it out before I, I don't know. I'll check it out. Sure. It seems like there's like a drawstring on the back. Like you like pull the drawstring and it goes boom. Mm-hmm. But that's what I'll give you with the 12. Okay. I'm not going to pull it because I'm not, I don't want to set off a cannon in the middle of a thing before it opens. <laughs> All right. So I'm going to use my unknown glasses, which allow me one to look through regular walls and doors, but two, which I'm going to use it for now, identify if someone or something is an illusion, a construct or something else that is not what it seems. Mm. Wonderful. Yeah, you put on the unglasses and you check it out. And I feel like you see it like you're looking at specs of uh, like seeing what this was actually built as. So you can see the outside looks like a cannon, but then you look an inside and it looks like there is one of those uh, flags that go bang. (laughs) (laughs) What? Dr. Morrow, why would you build this? What is this? I mean, it's Dr. Morrow. I see it, (laughs) you know? I mean, like, I get it, but like to what end? Maybe they retrofitted it for art. Maybe. So, Preserver, yeah, you pick up the catalog, and with your net 20, you're reading through, and you're seeing, like, there's a little bit more in the catalog. Like, I think I'll give you the ones for the guitar. Like, there's more language that suggests that, like, it makes you dance. Like, firmly suggests that. Yeah, it also reveals that canon is actually, it's a commentary. Like, Dr. Morrow made it because she was supposed to sell it to, like, a warlord, and instead it was a fake. (laughs) In this way, Classic. Um, it's the pirated canon and like someone like bolded the D and then in the catalog it says, get it with a D. It's a pirated canon, not a pirate canon. And you were right there and you're looking around and I think what you were looking for was the most ostentatious thing, which is the canon. But you see something that doesn't make any sense. And over in the back corner, someone has set up a slide projector that is playing up against the wall. And the slide projector is playing nothing. It's just like, you know, the clicking of a slide projector that doesn't have anything in it. It's like the, the but it's just playing white. It's like different frames, but it's just white and it isn't in there. You look over and it's like, there's no slides in it. It seems like it's jammed and it's just like playing. The caption says slide projector question mark. And it's like, I don't know. We had it. Check it out. (laughs) And there are no slides in it. There are no slides in it. No. If it's on a cart, is there anything on the cart, like laminates or slides? No, it's just like it's plugged into like, you know, there's like a secret outlet that it's plugged into, but like, that's it. I do always get an urge to unplug things when I see them plugged in in museums. Um, God, same. Just just a death drive there. Um, Okay. My main question from the catalog is, did Byron or whoever else curated augment these items or change them at all? Or is it just literally like a collection of Dr. Morrow? bizarre items. Yeah, it's literally just putting them out. He okay. Again, it, like Dr. Morrow summarized it, it was blah 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 passage of time technology art and when you read it, <laughs> it's like, oh wow, this is really just blah 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 technology passage of time art. Okay, okay. I would like to kind of crouch down next to the projector and not touch it, but sort of peer at it. My intention here is to kind of incite someone to come over to me. Is Byron's tour over yet? No, because of how well you did with the people like Byron is still just walking around the influencers. Can I attempt to make eye contact with him and sort of give him like a oh hey head nod and try to summon him over this way? Yeah, sure. Make a persuasion check. Would it also be useful to us at this point to, since we have the catalog that lists all of the exhibits, like contacting Dr. Morrow and being like, are any of these a problem? Yeah, sure. You can totally <laughs> yeah, do it. Yeah, you could totally do that. At the same time, Val, you can, you can send her a text or whatever and see if she gets back to you. Yeah, I think that they kind of take pictures of the catalog and the room in general and be like, are any of these extremely dangerous that I need to do something about now? Cool. Yeah, I think that uh, Dr. Morrow doesn't get back to you. When I need her, of course. Everything is on Dr. Morrow's time. 
I got a five plus six for an 11. Okay, with an 11. Yeah, I don't think that you get uh, Byron's attention. I think that he's very much into the people around him and, and showing this stuff off. Um, all three of you then hear, like, noise coming from outside. There's, like, some shouting. Then there's more shouting and what sounds like a big scuffle happening outside. Like, people are yelling at each other. I think that uh, you hear some, like, chanting against Thornhill. People are going... And, like, they're trying to yell over some other people that are just like, Shut up! You're talking people! Hey! So, and then I, I'm going to run out a fire door, a earth side door. Yeah, uh, you see that there, there's, like, a big crowd here. Uh, you haven't seen this before. Actually, this is a good question. Did any of you, like, do any of you wake up with the news? I guess this is kind of, like, a silly question. Like, do any of you put the TV on or, like, or stuff like that? Because you guys got up around 9, so... I think Aggie listens to local news in her truck on her rounds and then reads the paper over breakfast. Mm, that makes sense. Val's probably got, like, local news feeds on their Twitter or something like that. Yeah, Milo just scrolls Twitter. I don't know how much, you know, whatever, like, normal amount seeps through into a normal person's timeline. I think that's totally fair. Yeah, I just realized that you guys are, like, community liaisons, so, like, you probably would. Yeah, you heard that the starting of this protest happened because people walked out of Thorn, all of the Thornhill coffees around the city at 8 a.m. to demonstrate about wanting better wages because they're paid minimum wage. Good for them. For like the first six months. And then they get like a dollar pay bump and shit like that. So they walked out at like 8 a.m. during the morning rush. And this is the thing. The other thing that happens on May 1st is that there is a, there are spring celebrations that's happening. In Companyton, there's a park out there that was kind of created around all the different companies. There, there was like, almost like, a plaza, like, and there's one park, and then you could go to all your different jobs, like, to your various places. They're and, required to make a park in order to build a building over a certain height. Yes, yeah, exactly. And, like, this is one of the various, like, Dr. Morrow parks around the city, and, like, Dr. Morrow Plaza, but whatever. But people call it Smoke Break Park. And in Smoke Break <laughs> Park, they also do, like, a puppet show that happens every single uh, May 1st. Like, it was a real rite of spring sort of thing, but recently they've started doing Midsummer, and they do Midsummer as puppets, like, every single May Day. And it's, it's very, it's really popular. They love the change. Like, people come there because it's, like it's like a spring celebration, and also they love watching puppets in massive amounts of flowers and, like, performing a horror movie. It's, it's adorable. Is it, like, hand puppets or, like, full-size puppets? What are we Full talking Full-size puppets, like okay. Muppet. We're talking Muppets. Like, this is some real shit. Like, there's a puppet company that in, like, Town City that, like, has a puppet theater that, like, puts this on every year. And it's, like, they've been doing it. They've been doing a Mayday thing for, like, 20, 25 years. But over the last few years, this is 2020X. Like, who knows when Midsummer came out. But they've been doing Midsummer ever since, like, 2020. And it's, it's been fun. Are you talking about the film? That's what I was going to ask. Mids- Midsummer, like Midsummer, that one? Yeah, 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 yeah. I thought you were talking about Midsummer Night's Dream. Yeah, so did I. No, I was talking about uh, Mids- Midsommar, the uh, horror movie with Florence Pugh. So there's like puppet <laughs> horror and nudity and awfulness. Yeah, what it's What an awesome. interesting choice for our community. Wouldn't you go to that? That sounds tight as hell. I don't know about you guys. I don't want to see it on screen. I don't want to see it in puppets. I don't see it ever. It's a weird daytime park community activity. It's fun. Lots of people go and they, they love it a lot. That's actually based off of a real thing. Uh, in Minnesota, they do a thing in a park for on May Day in Minneapolis and a, a puppet theater does it. They remake a horror movie? No, they don't. I haven't. That was... <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so the problem is here, and you're pretty close to it, that like 
the protesters and the counter-protesters have ended at Smoke Break Park, and there's also people there for the puppet show. So there's just, like, a mass of people, and it's just, like, becoming such a mess of people yelling at each other, people who didn't want to be involved in the first place, protesters, counter-protesters. Lots of stuff is just, like, kind of kind of all coming together. I would love to head out there through whatever, like, fire exit or side door is nearest mm. um, and try to de-escalate and see if we can get, like, the protester and counter-protester representatives to, like, go, you know, do some negotiation somewhere. Sure. Yeah, I think I followed Preserver out, but I'm still, like, checking my phone waiting for Dr. Morrow to respond because that's important information that we need. Cool. Listen, I'm saying you texted her like two minutes ago and she didn't get back to you for like two minutes. That's fine. So when she says she doesn't get back to you, it's not like she leaves you on red for an hour. <laughs> like, <laughs> like that's what it is. Listen, it's very pressing and I will keep checking my phone until I get a response. Yeah, for sure. Killanova, what do you do? I think he does an overly dramatic like hand signal that they've never worked out before to the other two checks out and then he he's gonna go and join the quietly and swiftly join the influencer group so he can just sort of like be on the ground here in case anything happens cool that sounds good all of you make perception checks and then Killanova I want you to make a stealth check to see if you get in there oh that's pretty good uh 17 mm-hmm. dirty 20 dirty 20 9 plus 9 for 18 Great. and then stealth roll uh, for you Killanova let see should cast a spell here. I mean, I don't really need to hide necessarily. Yeah, dude, you're just you're just getting. This is more like your like a video game stealth. Yeah. Like if you're playing Hitman, is like not looking conspicuous. <laughs> yeah, I got a 14 plus two for 16 anyway, so that's pretty good. Pretty good. Great, great, great. Okay, so let's talk about the people who are out there. Yeah, uh, Volcani. You see that like there's also in the counter protesters. There's some stuff about like counter protesting wages, but there's also like counter protesting just lots of shit that's happening in in this in the city. They all are just yelling. They're like, oh, look at these fucking weirdos. You know these weirdos. First they were superhero shit, and now they're trying to upend everything. It's not normal anymore. So the counter protesters are bad news all the way through. Chris, with a dirty twenty. Preserver, you look at and you're trying to like calm people as as is your want. Yeah, you look around, you see that Dr. Morrow is in the protest. Make eye contact with her and go like, what are you doing? And then she's like, protesting. I am going to try to do my emissary of peace thing and kind of like wade right into like wherever these two groups are are meeting heads and be like Uh, Hi, everybody. I I really appreciate your right to peacefully assemble and the fact that there's multiple viewpoints expressed here. Uh, Would it be possible for uh, some representatives to to come to like a a mediation, a negotiation? Like, I'm I'm happy to help set that up. We're just uh, I'm a little bit worried about like traffic flow and, um, you know, fire capacity. Not much I can do about it. Public park, you know. Yeah. So the mechanic there is I get advantage on a charisma check to calm violent emotions or counsel peace. Sure. Is it just straight charisma? Uh, It is. Cool. Okay, 19 on my first roll. Nice. 10 on my second roll, and my chas plus one, so dirty 20. Cha-cha-cha. 20. And fame, so 21. Yeah, so what uh, we've talked about this emissary of peace move. What does this look like? Is this Do you, like, shoot out peaceful rays? Like, <laughs> well, truly, what does it look like? 
maybe to other powered people, they can see me with kind of like that, like vague orange outline in mm-hmm. the way that my hands do when I'm healing. Sure. Um, but to non-powered people, I don't think they can see it. And it's more like, like there's almost a spotlight on me that they can't see. And they are a little more likely to be like, yeah, you're right. Or like, oh, someone is here to lead or, oh, let's turn our attention to that person. Um, and so I get like notice more and people, if they're already feeling like this is getting a little out of hand, they're like, phew, okay. Yeah. Okay. I think that you do this. I think that, listen, calming a, a, a protesters and counter protesters and all this thing, there's a lot of chaos here. And I think that the people immediately around you, like, stop for a moment. But I think that I, I wrote perception for the counter protesters because they are looking out for weird shit. And, like, a bunch of them are like, hey, the people in front just stop. There's a weird shit. That's preserver. And, like, it just riles the people up that are further back behind. Um, and Volcani, you see this. That's part of your, your perception there as well. Okay. So if the leaders are around me, can I say, like, you know, listen, anything you can do, put it out on, on the Twitter, the Instagram, all of those, and um, and just let's, let's defuse, let's decamp. I just, I don't want this to uh, to get the cops involved or, like, do anything, you know, do anything out of hand here. Yeah, for sure. I think that that's fine. I think you're trying your best. And, like, this is a massive thing that's happening. And you're trying your best to stem the tide, especially if the police show up. Absolutely. Um, let's pop back inside to the gallery. Kilanova, you try to sneak in with the with the stealth. And um, you bump into somebody who's there who's wearing, like, a low black hat and sunglasses inside. And is wearing, like, a black trench coat and, like, black boots. And you bump into them. And they, they like, turn around and be like... Oh, I'm I'm so sorry. Uh, hey, hey, watch where hey, watch where you're going. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't. I, I apologize. I I yeah, love just, the look. By the way, that's a, that's a good look. Oh. Uh, um. Thanks. I like your cowl and ghost arm and whole space thing. Thanks. Okay, I'm gonna go look at some art. And he walks away. <laughs> Do I um recognize him? No, you don't. What Just, does he look like? He looks like a real sad sack, I'd say. Like bags <laughs> under his eyes and, and a real long nose and like a five o'clock shadow. And You're, you're uh, looking at me while you're describing this and it's very... Yeah, expensive. he looks like Brandon. Um, <laughs> but yeah, he looks he, he just looks like a cartoon of someone in an office like looking at a screen for an extended period of like time. Like a real Dilbert situation. A real, like a, yeah, kind of a Dilbert situation. <laughs> yeah, he's a white guy, five o'clock shadow, kind of a long nose, really just like droopy like even it's behind sunglasses you can see there's bags under his eyes and um he he walks away from you over to the over the projector um okay i'm gonna um call on tuna and have tuna just follow this guy sure tuna pops out of nowhere and be like "Mm, i love art it's my favorite yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) can you follow that that person over there um why don't you do a spell on me to get me to do it? I'll probably do it then. <laughs> it's a sick bird. We can we can negotiate this later at home. I'm a cat. Just love me. Jesus. <laughs> and the cat Tuna walks over to the guy. Oh, I also want to say, um, and if he does anything that you think I would deem suspicious or dangerous, not you, can you just like uh, either meow at me or like swipe his swipe a paw at him bat it away mm, yeah sure okay tuna walks over and like stalks behind him and he's like trying to and he looks around like really furtively and he tries to put his hand out on the projector and tuna's like is this bad <laughs> y- yes swipe it swipe his paw tuna jumps tries to jump on him and he like 
grabs Tuna out of the air with like one hand and then like tosses Tuna over to the side. No. What? It's like he did it reflexively. He's like, boom, throw. It's like you are learning a sta- like a dance and you're like one, two, one, two, three. It's like first move, grab, second move, toss. So immediately he just like tosses Tuna out of the air and you see that he's trying to go, he's going for the projector. Can I roll a perception to see if there's anything around me that I could like turn on or turn off or knock over or whatever, create a distraction? Sure, yeah. Uh, that's a dirty 27. I <laughs> guess <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. the dirtiest of numbers. Hey man, all of these objects are magical. I can tell you a few other ones that are around you. Yeah, what's the closest one? Right next to you, there is a old school looking fan. Hmm. Like a 1950s style fan that you would see like on like a newspaper editor's desk in like 1955. Hmm. Milo, if you're the kind of person who likes to touch things at museums, which might be why you work at a museum, there is a just a juicy on-off switch looking <laughs> at you. Oh, then yeah, I'm definitely gonna just like hit that juicy on and off switch. Yeah, it turns on and it goes and it immediately blows air that like shoots the fan off of its place. You're you're pointing the fan at the guy, I assume. Yeah. It like the the power of the of the wind blows it back, but also tosses him forward, and he like hits the wall and, and crumples for a second. And he's like, "Shit, shit, this wasn't supposed to happen." What is he gonna go? I'm gonna over rush there? over there and say, "Oh my god, sir, sir, are you okay?" No, don't don't touch don't touch me. I'm fine. And I'm gonna lean in and uh, next to his ear, whisper, "If you touch my fucking cat again, I will destroy you." <laughs> Yeah, that definitely sounds like something you would say. Make a dexterity check, my man. Oh my god, I'm so nervous. My hands are so sweaty. This is bad. 16 plus 2 for 18. Okay, I got a 21. So he slips out between your hands, and he starts running out the free. He just books it out the front door. Um, I think that as he runs outside of Vulcanian Preserver, you see that that someone has ran out of the museum who's, like, wearing all black. I'm gonna grab him. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You guys run over to him? No, I'm gonna stay. Vulcani can do it. Yep. Nice. I'm gonna chase after him, too, obviously. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm charge him. Absolutely. So I think Vulcani, you're charging him from the park that's a little while away. And um, Kilanova, you're, char- you're running after him from the museum. And you see that out from underneath his trench coat, he takes out what looks like a Nintendo 64 with like a car, and there's a cartridge in there. There's like extra wiring. I don't know if you've seen like, you know when you have a Game Boy and you put all the stuff on the Game Boy and it looks like like it looks like a technological monstrosity. Mm-hmm. And he looks around and like, fuck, sh- fuck, 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 fuck. And as you two are getting closer and you're converging on him, he hits the reset button. Motherfucker. And for a second, everything goes white. And Milo, you wake up from tuna jumping on your face and you check your phone and it's may 1st Ah! welcome to join the loop baby let's go (laughs) hey remember when we talked about this and you said wow if i did a time loop thing that would literally kill me i lied to you you did (laughs) oh my days (laughs) 